Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Robert Land, and welcome to Locked On Texans. This is our TGIF Texans trivia show. If you're new to our format, here's how we do it. Asking questions, our NFL historian, Andy Rio, and I'll be trying to outwit my Texans trivia competitor, veteran Houston statistician, Adam Pena. Adam's worked local and national sports television broadcasts for many years. He's the guy who tries to make your favorite broadcaster look on top of his game, sometimes more difficult than it sounds, I'm sure. We call this Texans trivia, but we'll mix in maybe some occasional Oilers and even Houston Gamblers trivia. Remember them? So it's anything Houston pro football related. Before we get started, Andy, what's the score? Well, heading into this week, Adam holds a 4-3 to three lead. All right, well, you got some uh, theme for this week. We're going to, I guess, maybe mix in some possible maybe Tennessee Titans trivia. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to ask some Texans questions. And then since it is uh, Titans week and, and they are the former Houston Oilers, I've actually got three questions regarding what was probably the most uh, beloved of the Love You Blue team, the 1979 Oilers. That's my wheelhouse. I got, I got to do good there. Well, what, what's the first question on the, on the board? Okay, well, this is going to be a Texans question. What quarterback has the record – for most consecutive completions in a game against the Texans, is it A, Peyton Manning, B, Mark Brunel, C, John Kitna, or D, Donovan McNabb? <laughs> you, you want to, you just you, you make us want to say Peyton Manning so bad, doesn't he, Adam? He he wants us to say Peyton Manning, doesn't he? I think this is kind of right up my alley. I'm going to go with. John Kitna. I'll go with Peyton Manning just because it. I just can't imagine John Kitna being the guy and uh, Mark Brunel, brother. That's that's going back a ways. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with Peyton Manning. I'm I'm going to go with the easy one. I'm normally wrong when I do this, but what do you got? Well, I hate to say it, but you're both wrong. It actually was Mark Brunel. He completed 22 passes against the Texans in 2006 when he was with the Washington Redskins during. Joe Gibbs' second tour of duty in the nation's capital. So this wasn't even the Jacksonville Jaguars version of of, of Mark Brunel. This was the the Redskins. For, I had for, I had forgotten about that, Adam. He was with the Redskins for a little bit. Yeah, we always automatically assume that he's going to be with the, the Jaguars. But yeah, I, this was back, I mean, I, I can't recall the years that he was with them. But um, yeah, he provided some uh, halfway decent numbers there in Washington. Him, Jimmy Smith, uh, Keenan McCardell. Which one of those guys was a Houston guy, Adam? Do you remember? McCardell, I think, went to high school here in Houston. Uh, I want to say, um, I forgot I what high school I believe it was Waltrip, I want to say. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's Waltrip. Yeah. 
Patrick Swayze's old school and my and my dad's old school too. So that, yeah. So what what's uh, number two? Again, I'm 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 starting off with the big collar. I got to get this thing under underway quicker. All right. Well, who led the Texans in sacks during their inaugural 2002 season? Was it A. Jeff Posey, B. Jamie Sharper, C. Kylie Wong, or D. Shante Orr? <laughs> Shante Orr. Oh, brother. That's a name. Oh, let me think about this one for a second. So Jeff Jeff Posey, Kylie Wong, Jamie Sharper. Jamie Sharper and Kylie Wong were really good players. And you're, you're throwing out Posey makes me think that that, that could be a possibility. Uh, Jamie Sharper, uh, Kylie Wong, though. I, I, I want to go with those two because I, I, I want to go with the ones that sound – Sound good. What about you, Adam? I'm going with Sharper on this one. I think that may be right up, right in there, because I know he was. He got quite a few from the middle linebacker position. So let's try Kylie Wong. Kylie Wong was good for those early Texans teams. Well, here's the catch: Jamie Sharper led the Texans in sacks in 2003. Kylie Wong led the Texans in sacks in 2004, and in 2002, it was indeed Jeff Posey. Oh, oh well, I should have gone with go. it. I was, I was even, th- you could tell I was, Andy, could you tell I was actually kind of moving towards Posey? You were and contemplating I, it, yes. And then I jumped off the, I jumped off the ship too early. Ah, all right, what's number three? One more Texans question. I think we got one more. Yeah, I've got to ask a Deshaun Watson question, of course. Uh, I mean, he is uh, certainly special to watch. And uh, he was, of course, very special to watch at Clemson. Uh, but at Clemson, he actually only finished third in ACC history in total offense. What current NFL quarterback is ahead of Watson? The other one player is actually Taj Boyd, another former Clemson quarterback, but he's not in the NFL. So of the NFL quarterbacks, is it A, Jameis Winston, B, Matt Ryan, C, Philip Rivers, or D, Teddy Bridgewater? I'm gonna go Teddy Bridgewater. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater for this one at all. I don't. That doesn't feel right. I'm kind of leaning towards Philip Rivers on this. Uh, I need a little energy. I need a little boost of energy. So I, I, I in my game here. So I, I'm gonna go with Philip Rivers. And you're gonna be correct on that one. So it's now tied up at four. I guess in some ways this was kind of a trick question because uh, I mean Winston played his entire career in the ACC, but. If I remember correctly, neither Ryan nor Bridgewater, I mean, Boston College and Louisville are, are not uh, traditional ACC schools like, you know, NC State. Of course, Florida State wasn't, uh, I mean, they joined later on, too. If I'm correct, yeah, some of Ryan's tenure and maybe even all of Bridgewater's tenure, those two schools did not officially join the ACC yet. But they are definitely uh, quarterbacks who attended schools that are now in the ACC. Yeah, I've got a, my friend Kimberly, uh, just a shout out to her. She is cousins with Philip Rivers, lives here in town. So uh, we've got some, some uh, Philip Rivers kin in, in the neighborhood, uh, which is kind of cool. Says he's a good guy. Uh, she's a Memphis native and uh, a Mizzou grad like me and Andy. So good person out there. Uh, Andy, I'm excited about this, these next three. Give me some love, you blue from the classic 1979 era. We got a flashback 38 years for this. Golly, it's hard to believe it's been that long. All right. Well, a lot of people, of course, remember the Oilers pulling off that magical upset in the 1979 playoffs, stunning the then San Diego 
Chargers. But uh, what's often forgotten, I think, in the wake of that victory was the Oilers actually won a playoff game prior to that, the wild card game that year. Who did they beat in that game? Was it A, the Miami Dolphins, B, the Buffalo Bills, C, the Denver Broncos, or D, the New England Patriots? I'll go Denver Broncos. Give me those four one more time. A, Miami Dolphins, B, Buffalo Bills, C, Denver Broncos, D, New England Patriots. It's either the Dolphins or the Patriots. If they didn't beat one of them one year, then they beat beat the other one the other year. So it, I, I know why he's including both of those teams, Adam. This is, this is a trick question. So uh, I'm trying to think if it was the Patriots or the Dolphins in 1979. And I'm, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Well, actually, Adam's going to be right on this one. It was the Denver Broncos. In 1978, the Oilers defeated the Dolphins in the wild card round and then went up to New England and beat the Patriots in the divisional playoff round before falling to the Steelers in the conference championship game. So Miami made the playoffs in 79, and the Oilers did beat them in a regular season game. It was a 9-6 to six, uh, you know, defensive struggle that was the opposite end of their 35-31 Monday night thriller that everybody remembers. Uh, New England failed to qualify for the playoffs in, uh, in 1979. So it was the Orange Crush Broncos and some sad news regarding the Orange Crush. I saw that the coach of that team uh, passed away, the legendary Red Miller. He was actually the first coach uh, to take the Broncos to the Super Bowl. So um, I mean, the Broncos have been a very successful franchise uh, since that first Super Bowl. And when you think about all of the accomplishments, well, the first major accomplishment uh, in Denver as a franchise was under uh, Red Miller. So he will definitely be missed. I did see that. Why can't I even remember that Broncos game, Adam? Do you remember anything about that? No, well, I did. The, the, the Oilers hosted that, and I believe it was a very close uh, game. If I remember, it was somewhere like 14 to 10 or something. I think right it was 13 to 7. Okay. No, I knew it was close, but I remember the, that they did beat Denver. The quarterback for that team, Andy, was uh, remind everybody who the quarterback was for the, those Broncos teams. Greg Morton? Greg yeah, Morton, right? Greg Morton, yes. That's a good one. That's a good one. So me and Andy, well, at least this week so far, we're tied. So it's it's, it's one apiece. Uh, what's, your, what's your next one? We've still got a couple left to go. Who led the 1979 Oilers in interceptions? Was it A, J.C. Wilson, B, Greg Stimrick, C, Greg Bingham, or D, Mike Reinfeld? It wasn't Greg Bingham. I'm going to say I'm going to throw out the linebacker. So it's uh, what one of those other three guys, Adam. See, see what I did. I made it easy for you. I got I got it down to three. <laughs> well, you're trying to kind of you know go off of what I'm going to answer. Uh, well, I'm going with Mike Reinfeld. And the other two were what? Eddie J C. J C. Wilson and Greg Stemrick. I'll go with J C. Wilson just to so I can maybe catch up, maybe get a point on him if, if possible. Well, and uh, bad news, you're actually going to fall further behind. Adam is correct with Mike Reinfeld. Yeah, he had 12 that year. He had 12 that year, uh, I believe, for quite a bit of yards. You just know that off the top of your head? You knew 12? No, no, I knew that. I mean, I kind of studied studied the 78 and 79 teams quite well. I mean, hell, I grew up watching those guys. So um, it was like some of these things are second nature to me. Um, I mean, one of the few things that I, I don't have to worry about, you know, 
I'm pretty certain of these answers. So, I mean, I was looking forward <laughs> to answering some of these questions. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the next question. Yeah, Andy didn't, Andy didn't tell us what he was going to do with this, this one this week. Uh, Adam may be taking a, just a, a guess on the, that we're facing the Titans, but knowing the entire 78-79 stuff. We'll see what he does on the third one, see if he's still got one more correct answer in him. Let's go with the number three, Andy. All right, well, in 1979, uh, Earl Campbell scored the most touchdowns he would score in a single season in his illustrious career. How many touchdowns did Campbell have in 1979? Was it A, 15, B, 20, C, 17, or D, 19? Let me just go ahead and answer this one. It'll be a D, 19. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say 19. That sounds, that sounds right to me. And it is right. Yes, he had 19 touchdowns in 1979. 20 was too round of a number. That's that was my that's my reasoning. <laughs> 19 is too odd of a number, but it, sometimes odd is is usually the best answer. Well, guys, what do you think about the Titans game this week? I look forward to the actual you know Mariota versus Watson matchup. I think uh, if uh, the Texans are getting a little momentum off of this uh, last game against with New England, and I like the the continuity that uh, Deshaun Watson had in this in this composure. Uh, I just think that the defense uh, really, really kind of disappointed uh, with the secondary. Of course, the secondary just got torched. Uh, so that kind of gives me a little bit of concern coming into this game, and I'm, I'm hoping that. Uh, uh, the linebackers can do their thing uh, with Whitney Merciless and um, Jadavion Clowney, depending on how he lines up on the right side of the ball. Um, I, I just think that Mariota may be able to, you know, you know, take advantage of this uh, secondary and probably put up at least about 20 to 24 points at least this game. I'm just hoping that we can at least put up the same amount. So it's, I think it's going to be a shootout. It'll be like a r- roughly around a 28 to 24 win, hopefully, for the Texans. Yeah, I think it definitely has the potential to be a fairly high-scoring game. I mean, the Titans uh, were torched. Even though they won last week, they were torched by Russell Wilson and uh, the Seattle offense. And, of course, the Texans uh, really came to light uh, offensively, uh, putting up all the numbers they did uh, on the road at a very tough place to play. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty close game uh, with a a decent point total. And really, in many ways, it's a must win for the Texans. They can't fall to one and three, especially with uh, Jacksonville not looking like pushovers this year. So, uh, you know, I I think the Texans have a shot, but it's a toss up. It could go either way. Deshaun Watson, can we say he's legitimate? We're saying that over on our regular show during the week uh, with my host, Brian Patterson, me and him. We think he's the real deal. We're pretty excited about him. What do you guys think? I believe so. It's just a matter of him getting some continuity with his receivers. I think him and Ryan Griffin are starting to work out really well. Uh, so it's just a matter of you know just getting some protection for him. I believe he's probably at least a 3,000-yard passer and can get you at least 400 to 500 yards of rushing. Just a matter of how he kind of you know handles the offense going forward and just minimizes his mistakes and the potential return of will fuller will definitely help i mean fuller admittedly his hands can be shaky but uh you know that uh, that does give them another weapon to utilize yeah no that's that's a big deal we've been we've talked about that too and 
boy, it's a it's an interesting matchup because Watson and 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 uh, Mariota looks like the future quarterbacks of the AFC South, the future maybe dominant quarterbacks of the AFC South. Andrew Luck, kind of a question mark these days uh, with his what's going on with him, his health and. So you're you're excluding Blake Bortles from. I was about to say. <laughs> Oh, no, Blake Bortles had a career game last week or this past week. Uh, I think he's starting to kind of get, you know, more in tune. And I think uh, the Jaguars are, I think that they may end up winning this division, honestly, because they, they just, they're playing with a little bit more confidence. Just a matter of just how long they can sustain that confidence. Well, their their defense is definitely uh, the best in the division, I think. I mean, at least... Until the Texans maybe heal up in the secondary. Adam, with the hot take of the show, man, you're you're going straight Skip Bayless on us with that. Jacksonville is gonna could win the division, or did you say could or is? What was your what was your official? I believe they w- I, I believe they will win the division. I think their offensive line really is helping the cause just because of how they performed against the Texans in Week One. I think that's just going to carry over, and then it's just a matter of. Uh, the matchups they play week to week, and I believe that they do, you know, pose a serious. They could probably end up winning the division with a nine and seven record, maybe ten and six. But yeah, I see that happening. I mean, they're already what two and one right now. That's interesting, man. I, I, I'm interested to see how Watson's going to do uh, in his, uh, you know, sort of backing up this Patriots game, showing us that 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 could be for real. But you you add some weapons, maybe this week with. Fuller and Blue potentially being back. Alfred Blue as well. Just It's not a major thing, but that could help a little bit as well. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a long time of watching boring offensive football from the Texans. And Deshaun Watson might be must-see TV if you're not only a Texans fan, but, hey, an NFL fan, Andy. NFL fans may be getting interested in the Texans if, if Watson can keep this up. Sure, absolutely. And, and I mean... It helps that people already kind of know who he is uh, from from last year at Clemson. So yeah, you're right. I mean the the Texans may become more of a national draw if he keeps it up. How about that, Cowboy fan? Take that. <laughs> well, what's the uh, what's the score? What's the score, official score as we finish off? Uh, I guess week three of this year. Adam now has a seven to five lead. Yeah. Again, I'm playing catch up. I'm, I need a two point conversion to get back in this thing. Well. Hey, thanks guys so much. Let me just wrap things up for our listeners really quick. But by the way, don't don't forget about our Pro Football Focus free subscription. Just go on iTunes, rate us, throw in your Twitter handle or some way for us to get in touch with you in your review and we'll find you and get you a free subscription. We're giving away one per week on Locked On Texans. Great opportunity if you are a fan of Pro Football Focus. Uh, if you're a new listener, pass the word along to a friend or two. Let them know they can find us on iTunes and all of your regular podcast apps. Listen to our Locked On Network colleague, Ben DuBose, and his Locked On Rockets podcast. They are underway, and it's uh, going to be an interesting year with CP3 and James Harden. So uh, lots of good stuff over there. Thanks so much for joining us, and it uh, should be a fun weekend. We'll see you next on the post-game show Sunday night. Can't wait to talk to you, hopefully after a W. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 